Close your eyes. Feel the sunrise. Take notes, guys. Because you're on the Imaginary Toads podcast. Bear. Imaginary Toads never die. Charlie Rensick. Bloke who played the piano like a man with no arms. Monk, that's him. Thelonious Monk. And then Sage... Heraclitus said sagely, oxen are happy when there are lots of peas to eat. We are perhaps the first ever to notice, and hopefully the last. It's a poem from a gift. A poem from Jonathan Williams. And a little pamphlet I received from Patrick. He gave it to me during this episode of the podcast. Join with us, another gift giver. And poetry provider is Chase Tomerlin. Gem of a human. I'm so honored to get to know him and have gotten to know him. A few months back, he he joined me in my journey to draw a drawing based on a prompt that I made up in October under the, the guise and under the pretense of Inktober, which is a a common sort of Instagram art competition. No, not competition. There's no winners, but a sort of community participation. We all do it. And so he was the only person that really joined me. I mean, there was a few people, Brandon Padier, Padier um, is a notable mention. Um, and a few other people, my brother participated and a few other friends would send me sticky notes that they'd drawn on coworkers and things like that. Um, but Mr. Tomlin is a participator participator he participates he is a part of the journey he believes in the process and so when i asked for poets to send me poems he answered that call and he is super humble and sweet and kind and it's taken me a month to put this out i've been so busy with baby new job same job changing jobs um transition after transition after trying to learn a new routine after trying to learn a new routine and it's just hard to sit down sometimes and just kind of dot the i's and cross the t's so here i am dotting i's and crossing t's thank you for being here if you have any questions or thoughts something we start to talk about we don't finish talking about you'd like to hear more about um let us know um message me email me you can text me if you have my number or find me on instagram or look us up at mysticapesmedia.com um, Mystic Apes Media Gmail. Um, find us. Find on Instagram. Um, participation is key. And I'm so glad you're here. So, anyway, I'll stop talking. You want me to stop talking, right? So that you can hear me talk to um, Patrick and our friend Mr. Tomlin. Thanks for being here. I love you. And uh, let's read some poetry. The Tide Pod Challenge. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I can't forget because now all the time on Hulu, I keep getting commercials for now, like childproof Tide. <laughs> <laughs> like it's no joke. <laughs>
Do you feel like the society we live in where like Tide Pods become like medical cure, like people like do that challenge and yeah, yeah, yeah. just the world we live in where you, re- would you, what would you just reference like TikTok or something? Would, sure. Would you just say, is that what that, that, what that you said? Tide Pod challenge? TikTok? What is oh, this? I said TikTok. Hulu. Hulu. Hulu oh, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, the Hulu. Right. Yeah, you said Hulu, right. That's, the Hulu. that's <laughs> a, oh, yes, the Hulu. Yeah. Is poetry possible yeah. anymore? Like, what is, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fantastic question. Because like, is what it all is? just like, I don't like what are the references now people like is it all I mean that's why I tell people not to be photographers <laughs> I mean look at Instagram everybody is yeah what makes you special that's true I hope that doesn't go in the podcast no, yeah. I probably, <laughs> well we're not recording so that okay, oh shoot Dang. whoopsie doopsie why are we recording it's <laughs> a good question Will good thing well, I said something what's going well maybe we are recording this is what hello thanks for being here and we have with us Patrick and I I'll probably do an intro right before this too, but Cheers. Patrick and I are joined today by another poet of the world of San Antonio area, general hill country area. Bear Introduce County. yourself. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I am Chase Tomerlin. I, I come from, I hail from Bernie, Bernie, Texas. I, I must add, sorry, I said we shouldn't interrupt each other because there's no headphones, but uh, right. I just broke my first rule, but that's right. Um, you are the tallest Tomerlin. As we've just According to Patrick. <laughs> According to Patrick, I, I am. You might be. Yeah, no, I am by I like maybe half an inch. Why did you say according to Patrick if you knew for well, a Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I just don't like to boast about my height. Sure. It's just, it's well, not, is, well, you're it's not, not compensating public, for so. It's not proper, you know, yeah. and I don't want Clint to feel bad. My younger brother. <laughs> the, the the shortest, probably. Or is Clay yes. taller? Yeah, I don't know, actually. I think Clay's the shortest. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But he's got... But he's got a lot... He's got a lot, Yeah, he's... He's, he's pretty stout. Uh, so he's, he's jacked. He's, he's definitely the broadest. Yes, he's broadest brothers. and jacked. <laughs> broadest <Yeah>. of the brothers. <laughs> broadest of the brothers. Sort of stocky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, man... Well, I mean... He's pretty jacked. Yeah, he's pretty jacked. And he's got the tats and everything, you know. He's like a shit brick house. A very yeah. different vibe. <laughs> yeah, brick house. Yeah. He's just got a different vibe a from the guy. other brothers. It's, uh, it's more edgy. Yeah, a little more edgy. Not not so much of a poet poet no, sort of no. vibe. Really? But if you want to know no. what CrossFit is. Yes, um, if you're into that stuff. What would you say Clint's vibe is? Clint is a... He, he is a... Um, the first thing that came to my mind was Drifter. That's not it. That's not it. No, hey, no, no. You know what? I was just, no. No, I was that's just, not. That's, that's not okay. It. I was just. I, I'm going to redeem. Troubadour. 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 I was about to redeem. Troubadour. Thank another you. word. Troubadour works though. Yes. I was just Troubadour. reading about this guy, a musician, and they described him. They said uh, an, an artist and nomad at heart. Ah. Uh, and that was like the term of his music. That yeah. Was they were describing his, his life as a musician. That's great. And I thought that that makes sense of yeah. No, no. That, troubadour redeemed troubadour. well. Yeah. I yeah, no, no. Thank you. Thank I you. Agree. Yeah. You did good. He's definitely a troubadour, and he's definitely, like, he's a very clever um Clever writer. I guess I'm like, you know, doing a plug in for Clint, but that's okay. <laughs> Our next guest. He's great. Our next You come from a By family of brothers. There's something spiritual about having a family with like three brothers. Absolutely. There's no more of you, right? There's just three. <laughs> no, thank God. <laughs> thank God. It's just four. That's a no, that'd be too much. Oh, that would be very sim- symbolic. Because maybe be that. Mess. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he awesome. would be taller than me and yeah, a stronger jaw really than me. And weird, yeah. Then I would have nothing. Yeah, they, you know? And then all of a sudden you're just. <laughs> and you're just like, the, I'm true. Truly, the middle child. Yes, I so I have two brothers, and they, yeah, there is something spiritual, and and I'd say like, I think what 
is special about our bond is um well is that we we've just always been super close really yeah man i mean like we so we you know we played music together uh we started as kids i mean like i remember like i was like 8 years old apparently they i didn't want to be but they wanted me to be the lead singer right so i would like lip sync to like you know country songs my my yeah interesting right <laughs> and my older brother he would um he he played drums and still plays drums to this day and yeah. he played them on like a uh you know buckets filled with Lincoln logs and Legos, right? To get that cool. that good snare that sound. sound. That yeah. pop, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually pretty cool. And then Clint, you know, he'd just like play on his like, I don't know, his toy guitar or something like yeah. that. But we were the Bash Brothers. Really? Inspired by the Mighty Ducks uh, yeah. uh, goalie duo. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But then we played actual music when I was a teenager. And, um, and that's when my brother started to write songs and everything. And my younger brother, Clint. And he's just, it's been really cool to like watch him mature as a songwriter. And, and, I, and I think just being, even like around him, it's really inspired me to like to write, you know. So, yeah. especially recently um, concerning poet, really writing, just poetry. You've been writing like a madman. Yes, like a, a bad way. like a lunatic. Yeah, like a psychopath. Are you obsessed with writing? So lately, I have been. I don't mean that in a negative way. No, 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 yeah. no, no. So um, I've always been. Um, I've always loved to journal. Like even since I was a kid, I loved to journal. And um, and and I so I've been journaling, journaling, you know, um, here and there for for years, especially like during like significant seasons, right? And um, mm. and I never really got into poetry, not until like two years ago, yeah. right? You know, it's so f I don't um, and I and I love like going back to some of y'all's um, um, early episodes and how you got into poetry, like during the pandemic and everything like mm. that. And from my experience, maybe not with everybody, but it seems like most people that get into poetry, especially with me, it, it was just a significant time, you know, whatever was going on. And for me at the time, you know, I was about to have my baby, my, my first boy, you know, Jude. And, um, mm. yeah. And so like all these emotions were happening, you know, and, and I mean, it was, it was, it was a joyful time. It, it, you know, it, it was, it was a time worth celebrating, but also when I look back, it was also very difficult, you know, um, you know, it was still, we were still early in our marriage. Um, you know, m you know, I, I had a part-time job, but I had to like, you know, couple that with like two other jobs and just working, yeah. work, working a bunch. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. yeah absolutely. And just gone all the time and, and just like scared for the future. Like, man, do I really have what it takes to be a dad? But then I'm also excited. So all these emotions are happening yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, Ugh. I need to ex express this. And so I have been doing that with journaling, but I wanted it to do it in a, in a like intentional, um, beautiful way in some sort of form that really like condensed it, uh, you know, sort of put it in, into this box and packaged it so I can like, um, you know, just sort of like capture it. Right. Yeah, wow. So anyway, and poetry became that, that for you, Patrick thoughts on that. I feel like yeah, this yeah, is like yeah. just stepping into one of the conversations we've had many, ha we've had before. Yeah, absolutely. I saw I was just going <laughs> to ask, like I was just, um, I, I, it's perfect. Kind of two questions that came to mind was one was, uh, I just want to hear the kind of lineage. What were the kind of early poems that you were reading at that time? Yeah. So, so really what's funny about that, I was not reading poetry. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. so, I was, so, so I was not reading poetry. So poetry was just sort of in the lexicon of your, you know, 
You know, yeah. So experience. I said I want to. Yeah. Try this out. So here's an interesting conversation, right? Okay. So you just your intro just now, which was very generous. You called me a poet, and there was something in me that just kind of cringed, like well, sure, uh, imposter, am, yeah. Sure, yeah. imposter syndrome, yeah. whatever you want to call it, right? Sure, it's like it maybe that was not what it is. Maybe I just said that. No, no, no. It's okay. Hey, hey, <laughs> you didn't offend me, okay? By oh, all means, man, oh. by all means, <laughs> you know. No, but like it, it was just interesting because like I've I never like even like writing these poems i never felt i still like have a hard time calling yeah. myself a poet right sure. and it could maybe that's just me it could that's be like okay. you know right but i've always felt poetic mm-hmm. i've always felt poetic and it's so interesting I, one years ago I, you know when i was younger i was so insecure about communication and just communicating mm, yeah. and talking oh absolutely yeah, yeah. and and you know it, whether it was like even like telling a joke telling a story and that's why i always admired my brother clint cuz he was just fantastic storyteller that's another like yeah. archetype or whatever you yeah, want to yeah, say yeah, is yeah. like he's he's definitely a storyteller kind of a bar he's a general bar he's just know. a gen- yeah singing songs telling stories yeah yeah jokes or, yeah, or sometimes like a court jester you know with a little liar just <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay yeah. No, 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 no. But absolutely a storyteller. And I'm just like, man, I just, I, I, I don't think that's me. That I have this issue with like communicating. I'm scared mm-hmm. to talk to people. And so, um, I remember years ago, my cousin's friend, um, who this woman, I give credit for me to being into poetry right now. And I was like okay. maybe 17, 18. And I think I was, um, I was hanging out with her and my cousin and I was telling the story and everything. And, and I, and it, 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 when I was a kid, like I, I had a hard time expressing but I would go ahead and try to and and you know and and I had a sort of like a weird way of coming about like plots and story and any you know, all, all that stuff right and she she just kind of like looked at me and said hey do you read poetry hmm. and I'm like uh like like Shakespeare <laughs> yeah like like like, like Hamlet or what, what are you talking about like I had no idea and she's like I think you would really like it I think you'd really like it and I think it would help you. And I'm like, what do you mean it helped me? What is that supposed to mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. And so she was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to bring you, I'm going to bring you uh, just a book of like, um, you know, an anthology of all these poems. So she gives me these, this book. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it out. And I'm just ready. I'm open, right, to have this spiritual transcendent experience or yeah. whatever. Yeah, okay. whatever. You're like open. Yeah. You're like having yeah. a moment. You're like, yes, okay, having well, a she moment. just gave me some medicine. I'm going to go home and take yeah. this and experience that- healing. That's right. That's wow. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here it comes. And I'm reading the thing and I get halfway through and I'm just like, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I don't understand this. Right. Well, these th- cool. This doesn't make sense to me. Why is there so so much spacing in between the sentences and all that stuff? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And it's, and, and wow. so from then it's just like, you know, I, I, I forgot about it, but like looking back, I feel like I know, see, I feel like I understand what she was implying. Sure. I, she was, she, she saw that I had a way of expressing my emotions in a very imaginative way, even like, um, almost being symbolic and also just, um, expressing maybe more words than needed. Right. Um, and, and there's, there's something that I love about poems about that is that, you know, it, it, it does like, it, it encourages me, or writing poetry rather, it encourages me to be imaginative, to be expressive with my emotions and, and to be okay to be, you know, to, to let that sense, sensitivity out, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Do you, do you, maybe, did you have a life that did you didn't feel like you could do that very readily? Like, 
your childhood? Did you... As far as writing or communicating? Communicating, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as a child, like, yeah, for sure. I was... Yeah, I, I felt like I, I couldn't communicate you whatsoever. You mentioned, like, you couldn't communicate. Did you have, like, a speech? In, like, this is, like, a... Just kind of yeah, a, so... Yeah, yeah, so... Was, like, there was anything, like, physical? Or was, like, just, like, all mental? Like, so... Blockage, like, I think a part of it... I, I think it's a both and. Yeah. So, like, a part of it was that, you know, it was a mental block blockage thing like yeah it's just in my head one way to say it but like yeah it, there's something in, i think you understood what i was trying to say right, right. Was, absolutely i i did um i did have um um a, a pdd which is a pervasive development uh developmental delay i believe um okay it, yeah and so um but but apparently i grew out of that yeah um, at a young age so so it could have been like whether it was uh, an element of that um, that just helped, like, plant the seed of inse- insecurity, right? Sure, And yeah. then, you know... Um, knowledge, kind of like, oh, I was in this thing, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because even to this day, one of my fears is being misunderstood, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And and I feel like this, you know, writing poetry right now is sort of this outlet to... Um, to to be understood but maybe in a more beautiful way and maybe for for the person to be like almost like oh this is mysterious but i'm gonna sort of i'm gonna look maybe in a more beautiful way and maybe for for the i'm gonna sort of i'm gonna look past this i'm gonna dig a little bit deeper right um because that's what a lot of poetry demands right is for you to like um it's not like you know skim through the poem it's like oh i got it i mean you want to like sit with it you got to sit with it exactly exactly do you have any poetry to read today wow yeah no i have another question ask another question um i So, you share the story. You started out not loving the anthology. Yeah. So, like, but so then, how did the move when you had your son? Uh huh. Right, how did that happen? That you said, "Oh, I'm going to start writing poetry instead of just journal entries." Sure. Because I, I think you were saying you weren't reading. Poetry. Yeah. Yeah. You were just it just kind of happened. It just it just and sort that of is unique. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, wasn't. it's it's so weird. I I I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like, I think it was something that I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to make a, a a piece of art. Maybe sure. there was an element of that too. And to be able to give to my son, mm. maybe when he's older, right? Or you know, or some of the pass down. Yeah, it's something archival. You want it's like it's like yeah, you need to say right. something and then keep it exactly near. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Also something uh, yeah. that's beautiful. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I know when my when my brother had his first first son, he um, we were recording a bunch of songs um, separately. He lived in Houston at the time, and uh, but he had started recording these his own kind of pieces that yeah. weren't related to what I was doing. Um, and he came with like six or seven songs, and then all of them he was like, "I'm just going to write these." You know, and all of them were sort of sun based, like they're sort of, and it had a very similar huh. feel, right? I mean, yeah. Um, and there was something really, I, I don't know. I felt something really magical about that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged to, to hear that story. Hmm. Um, there's a poet, I can't remember what his name is. Actually, it's Clint, Clint something. <laughs> Clint? I think it's Clint. Either Clint, Clint strikes again. Either, yeah. Either Clint is his first name <laughs> or his last name. I can't recall right now, but he, um, 
Similarly, he actually just, or either just, or is soon to uh, publish a uh, poetry book that is poems about his son. Oh. And they're fun. They're like poems about like t- teaching his son about dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like sort of yeah. few things, but um, but it's a poetry book about about sons. Anyway, so yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, so it's an interesting thing because I, I feel like that impulse. Um, I, I experienced that same impulse with my brother when he had his first um, his first son. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. So it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm intrigued by that. That, what do you think that vision is? That sort of yeah. something to leave behind. That something to pass. That something beautiful. What is that? That instinct that you're following. I think. I think most people, in some way, have may, maybe have an instinct to leave something behind, or leave leave a mark, or some sort of legacy, whether it's big or small. And I think maybe that probably amplifies when you're you know mm-hmm. like making humans right yeah. yeah yeah i mean right so i think there's probably a natural component with that um so there's that side of it but i think you know going back to like i i, I it's hard for me to call myself a poet but i I've always felt poetic. I think it's more than just like, and you guys can help me out too. And maybe I, I'd love to direct this question to you guys. Like, what does it mean for you to be poetic? Because I think it's a way to maybe express yourself and communicate, whether it's through words and, and art and music and, and what have you, right? But it's also, for me, it's a way to perceive the world. It's a way to like take in the world and view it, sure. right? Um, and I and I think maybe that's that's the place that I was coming from is you know not so much of like communicating but like also perceiving the world in a poetic way. And and for me, it's paying attention, right? Because yeah. you know what I'm learning with poetry is you just you gotta sit with it, but you also have to pay attention. And for me, it's like when you do pay attention, you get the nuggets of like truth and beauty and goodness, right? So you know, it's interesting. Um, I, th- I think the word's visio, um, but the Greek word for, um, for like, to see and mm-hmm. make sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Make sure I'm, make sure mic, I'm on the mic. Little mic drift. Sorry. Oops. Mic drift. Trying to be drifting over here. This is easy. Mic drifters. Next podcast. <laughs> That's a good podcast. Write yeah. that down. Uh, crap. Yeah. Come on. Mic drifters. We'll edit this in the future. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so the the Greek words for like uh, to see and to mm-hmm. speak are the same. So like logos and visio, they're yeah. interchangeable. Okay. So the idea that the word and the visual, like so, a, it's interesting because I feel like in the vi- in the art in the art sense, like what you're talking about, there's a sense that there's like visual art, and then there's linguistics or like language mm. art. Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe it's not art, right? You know, when you right. talk about like an art mm. program, you don't usually think about poetry or any of these things, but that actually poetry is a visual, like in the, in, to the Greek, poetry is a visual art because those oh, words are the same. Yeah. Like visual and, and language are, are the same word. That's fascinating. So there is something very visual about the way that we think about language, what language does to people. Oh, yeah. Language has an imagination to it. it so whether we're writing language or hearing language or whatever, all communication is, is visual, but it's described through language, mm. right? So there's a sense wow, that like yeah. what we're saying and what you're saying, like mm-hmm. that is what you're doing, right? You're this, you're sort of creating this sort of uh, visual sense that, um, this is an interesting, I, I, I'm, b- before I lose that, I mean, 
that train of thought, I actually have a really interesting thing. So the the gift that I brought, I think, relates yeah. to what you're talking about. You brought about. a gift so for me. I did bring me. a gift. Yes. I brought you me a gift, Pat. Oh. I brought you a gift because I'm, I, you know. This is sweet. Is it one of those I'm, kinds of things that now I have to give you a gift of equal or it's proper not, proportion man, it's not, or else you like not. my this wife is, or something? This is like just a, a kind ancient I, this is just gifting a kind ritual. Gift. <laughs> I won't even tell you that. I'll just tell you what it is. I won't tell you anything else. You don't okay. have to think about value or think about giving <laughs> me anything I'm else. I'm reading a book about debt right now and the history of debt and how gift giving is like this real like throughout many cultures is like a, a like in many ways the transferring of yeah, debt and of the debt. processing of huh. debt like very fascinating, well, very this, fascinating. Is, this is not that <laughs> this is not that i'm just really nervous well. so but the, but the reason i'm bringing this up cuz i think it's a, i think it's going to it fits actually in some of what yeah. you're saying about this question of yourself as a poet for sure i think understanding ourselves as um mm. Like as as the human experience and the human and, and communication is a visual mm-hmm. thing, right? Is an art right, thing right. that, um, and and it is an impulse, right? That mm. maybe are we that different from the people drawing, you know, buffaloes on cave walls? Right. right There's some right. kind of thing that we're we are as a human experience is trying to convey um, our existence. Absolutely. And some of that is a kind of some of that takes takes a visual form, but it's interesting. I actually was just speaking to a. Um, I'm going to use the term visual artist just because it makes sense. (laughs) Um, I was speaking to a visual artist last night Mm. um, about writing and she was talking about how she, like she could draw every day, but she could never write every day. Right. Like it just, she's just afraid to write every day, but that there's actually something about, um, but again, it's the same sort of visual thing. So what she's doing anyway, it's, it's interesting, but I'm I'm digressing a little bit. I brought a gift, and the reason I'm bringing this up now is because I think it relates to both. One, the, I brought you the a gift. answer to what I is think, poetry. But there's also this question about how we see ourselves Ooh, as yes. poets. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and what is the um, the the vision of what it means to be a poet? Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. what it is? I brought you. I brought you something. So there's a, this. Man. There is a poet named Jonathan Williams. I've mentioned him to you before. Yeah. Your poetry kind of reminds, or his poetry kind of reminds me of yours. Your poetry kind of reminds me of okay. his. It's whatever. The other way around. Um, I, I mean, maybe it should be the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> but, I'm okay. I mean, like, but if it's older than I, me, so, probably so Jonathan Williams is was writing poetry in the mid 20th century, mm-hmm. um, and has kind of been relative. I mean, in certain circles, he's known, right? He's like, known by many men. Well, so in like certain the, circles, um, right? Yes, that's right. Known he by is many associated men. to some, <laughs> but at the very much at the same time, yes. several. <laughs> okay, but I, I think I mentioned him to you before because he once wrote. He so he wrote poetry yes. he also published books yes. and in the spine of one the back cover of one of his published books he said that his intent was basically to make these books and then lose his way on the way to the market right mm. that like he would never be found like that's the wow. vision right yeah so what he did was he just sort of hold up and he published things for his friends he published things like mm-hmm. he just made stuff like random just things for the sake that, of making, just for the yeah. sake right. of making. Yeah. and so he's writing for the sake of writing he says hey you know what you wrote something give it to me i'm gonna put it out we're gonna make a book from it whether you see yourself <laughs> as a poet or not yeah right? that's the vision right that like this is really about the art of creation mm. the art of experiencing lives and expressing that experience um. So, when he passed away, when Jonathan Williams passed away, his house was full of chapbooks, little pamphlets, really? little broadsides that he'd made of his poetry, his friend's poetry, whatever, like tons of stuff. And his partner gave it to a, uh, a museum and art center that I'm a member of. 
and I um, ended up buying some of it. Cool. And so what I'm giving you wow. is an original oh. Jonathan Williams publication from his estate that was in his house when he passed away, oh. and is full of his poetry. It was originally a dollar. Wow. Well, this reminds me. Well, you. We always talk about how there's all of these. There's all of these. Antique stores full of books, full of books, or like floors not, and like floors I used and to books, love... and the fear and the terror of just being one of the many yeah. nameless people throughout all of history. But you know, what's funny is that every once in a while, something like this happens where, you know, you you ended up it, this. I mean, let's say that guy had died, and but there's a fire in his house, you know, and that none of those words have gotten out. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting because I we, my, we were sitting in a room full of paintings that maybe no one will ever see. Yes, yeah. We're sitting, you know, we're sitting out podcasts out into the that, ether that may, no one may ever listen to. Only one person so far. <laughs> hey oh. Really, really, we have. It's funny. I would notice that someone has been listening to the episodes, and I was like, oh, cool. One guy at a time, just like going through the catalog, and I was like, oh, I didn't even put, I didn't even think about it. Like, of course, we invited you on here. Um, no, but I'm your fan. I, I wanna. I think, but so, yeah, the reason I mention this is because, like, I yeah. think that's it. Like, what yeah. is poetry? Like, this yeah. guy's just publishing his friends. Like, yeah. he's putting out. That's beautiful. You know, actually, one of the things that I bought what? from him. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I keep okay. interrupting you. I'm so sorry. One of the things I bought right. from his estate was this book that he made for a friend that passed away. Like, and it's like a picture of the, he took a picture and put his friend's picture on the front. And then the inside is a bunch of quotes from his friends turned into poetry. And oh, things. wow. It's super beautiful. That's so great. But it really is just like a kind of a throwaway thing. Like, it wasn't wow. intended to go. Yeah, but it's just but it's this beautiful thing that actually has significant meaning. Yeah. Um but we'll never see Yeah, it it won't yeah, right. It it may not be in a museum or or whatever or you know exactly be pub you know, be get published and then you know you'll see it at Walmart or whatever. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and this guy's publishing all his own things, you know, even even uh, this this is actually part of a broadside series that was published by a different publisher. Um not by Jargon, which was the uh, public, uh, the right, imprint right. that um, well, Jonathan Williams had. Well, it's super interesting. Wow. So it's a little interesting little, little. It's like a little uh, like church pamphlet. Yeah, yeah. So it reminds me of exactly like what, what I would draw. Like. And I, like, like when I was yeah. in church, <laughs> yeah. I'd always draw on this. Um, it looks like it does look like a little church pamphlet. It's full of poems, though. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm blushing. It's wow. unique. <laughs> it's unique. The well, we always talk about the physical nature too. Like there's like this big pull like, right now with like, everything going digital in this mm-hmm. world. Like the, it's like the same tension. It seems like the 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 physical versus digital like mm-hmm. tension with the same like the industrial versus wilderness tension. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an. It seems like I mean I guess like a classic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, we're all those like writers like talking yeah. about like. There's all the short stories I read in college and stuff about, and still read today, but like about like the the tension between, you know, like the romantics versus the modernist, you yeah. know, that mindset changing. I was yeah. just now we have NFTs on the way over here versus vinyl because you're talking about nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. He was talking about these naturalist poets. Mm-hmm. He was like, none of these none of these people are naturalists, you know. And he this is a, this is classic. Like this is a it's a poetry reading that was recorded in like the. 40s or 50s, I think. Okay. So it's not it's not new, but he's he's kind of making fun of these other poets that were naturalists, and he says, mm-hmm. "To me, every bird is a robin unless it's an owl." <laughs> what, a weird, what a funny thing to say! What a hilarious little statement. Wow. But I think yeah, I think for me, well, I think you said expression, articulation, and but there's also this like archival like like it's a vehicle. I think we've said it before, but it's like. Uh, 
poems or angel hammers or something like or mm. what was it poetry builds it's poetry is the hammer and nails that will build heaven with or something. Well, We've said that before. Something about our... drinking turtle tears, I think. No, that's oh. a different. <laughs> hey Butterflies drink turtle tears because they're salty. I found out today mm. that mat, that uh, bees can do math. Bees can do math. Apparently, bees understand the value of zero, which means they can add and subtract. I'm not even sure if I wow. understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bees smarter than me. <laughs> anyway, I got bust out my iPhone usually. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, they're not doing like. Fractions, complicated math. You don't, you don't know yeah, that. That's true. That's true. I can't <laughs> you don't know. Be. Are you a bee? <laughs> well, I think every day we find out that like more and more things are conscious. I think we'll find out eventually that like plants are conscious. Like, oh, I definitely think they. I think, are. Like, I think like we'll I just think like they're... there's just a different kind, right? Yeah. But yeah, articulation, expression, yeah. the concrete nature of it, the phys- the physicality, the visual mm-hmm. representation of it all. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll say, yeah, I think I think that was the thing. But we said we had that in an earlier um, earlier po- episode where we talked about the utility of a poem. Yeah, mm. and I think like it's funny that you you clung to poetic speak as a vehicle for the unholdable emotions that you had. You had to come up with like new, you had to come, you get new things. You had to, and this sounds like really sure. like uh, Gary V, but like your psychology had to innovate. Yeah, like a way to process. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't do this, and they start drinking, or they become abusive, or weird, yeah. you know, or like some people don't figure thought. this out. Some people don't give the gift of. Some people don't, and I think people like drive themselves nuts because they don't know how to communicate. And I think I, oh, something you said earlier, the articulation. Sure. I think a poem. My addition to this this conversation, I think that that is a kind of a novel thing we haven't said really poked on yet, is I think that in today's today's pull between um, digital versus real and the kind of this, I think it was really more about like attention. And you mentioned yeah. the requirement of sitting with the poem, yeah. sort of chewing on it. And I think it's like the opposite of like binge culture. Yeah. In like, Absolutely. It's, it's like, it's, uh, it's being present. It's being mindful. Yeah. It's allowing, it's allowing something to change you. It's being open. It's like, pra- I, and I think what this is what all good art does, but it's the practicing of like, uh, not othering. It's like othering yourself, like, removing mm-hmm. yourself from the center of the universe. Yeah. And I think poems allow you to sort of meditate in a way that's sort of detached. It's sort of, it's very, um, you said it's a mat. You said, you, you, another thing you said was the imaginative bit about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when you, when you take in, when you take in the poem, you, I was trying to explain to my brother, like abstract thought and mm-hmm. how like online everything is sort of abstract. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really, I couldn't really process it really. And I realize now that that's the idea is that when you take something, and you just think about it, it's in your head. It's bouncing around. The thought is in your head. Like, what does right. that mean? Is there a is there like an inbox in your head? Like, is there like really a? There's not a physical place that your yeah. thoughts go. Like, they're not like, they're not real things. They're thoughts. Mm-hmm. They're right. in your head. What does that mean though? Like, so that's an abstract concept. And I was trying to explain that. I couldn't. I couldn't articulate that. But like, that's what it is. It's like it's the moment we chew on these things. We're sort of like, sh- we're, we're sort of like making up a it's the imaginary toads and real gardens. You know, mm-hmm. you're sort of. You know, I think it's, wasn't it like real toads and imaginary it toads? It is, yeah. It's I think it is. <laughs> but it's the same difference, you know? Yeah. You're sort of like, you're sort of inputting these real data points. Right. In your mind, they go in this imaginary garden, you know? I think we were going to call it that, but I think it sounded too much. <laughs> I, liked, I like imaginary toads. I like imaginary, imaginary toads. way more witty and snarky. I feel like it's cuter. <laughs> yeah. But, well, also, it's I feel cute. like we're like frog and toad. Yeah. Um, just two dudes. Just two dudes. Just two dudes, you know? 
Yeah. Now we got a third third wheel. Oh, yeah, am I a toad? But am I a toad? Don't frog and toad have friends? They do have friends. Great. <laughs> am I a frog or a toad? What do you want to be, man? Man, you know, that's a big question. Are you a frog or a toad? Do you want more wine? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. Careful. Thank you. No, I've I've it's had. Okay. He's got to drive, right? He's got to drive. I got. I got, I got. I got. I got. Drive. I'll have, I'll have another glass. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, be somebody. Be somebody. No, you gotta be a dad in the morning. I gotta be a dad in the morning. That's a real thing, man. Man, um, well, here's here's a question. How's so now that you're a dad? How's that? How has that influenced you in your art? Have you noticed any sort of nuance? Maybe that's um, changed in some way. I'm sure it's changed when you guys were, you know, when, when you guys were pregnant and everything. But yeah, I feel I feel empowered, man. All right, holding him is like a charge of electricity. Because here I spend all this time creating stuff, and um, you know, spend all my time making music and you know, making art and all this, and writing poems and recording podcasts. And it's you know, I spend all this time racking my brain about what to make and you know, blah 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 blah. And here, my relationship with my wife yeah. has created out of our love and attention and care and you know, God, nature, whatever, you know, we've produced a little human and he is perfect. You know? Yeah. And he's pretty cute. It's wild, man. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and he's a perfect baby, right? And he just, yeah. it's like, I don't know, we got really blessed, I guess, with a cool baby, but he, even if he was terrible or like, like really crying all the time or sick, sure. you know, God forbid. But, um, the fact that we make life and especially with like, I've been really, I mean, I keep up with like news and all that shit and like what's going on right now in Ukraine. Yeah. And yeah. my mm. grandfather, and, and just the context of the real death in this world with the real beauty is mm-hmm. um, hard to contend with. And I think a lot of people can't contend with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people can't contend with it. No. And I think, I think that things like babies and poems help us contend with the real, you know, maybe it's just our like, genetic coding like that's like sure it's like hey look you did the thing where you made a person now you have to continue living so you can keep you know people alive you know like maybe it's just like programmed but like there is something in my grandfather died like a month before mm-hmm. uh, or maybe two months maybe before but not very long he was the, right before the baby shower he died the morning of the baby shower oh man um i'm sorry yeah really unique experience the experience Death and the excitement of life is so bizarre. It's so palpable. And I've heard so many people tell me, oh, my grandpa died right before my daughter was born. Or mm-hmm. this person died right before. No loss. It's a, it's a weird, it's like a weird wormhole of like a vanishing point of emotion where you are feeling extreme. Because death, death is confrontation. I feel like I've got experience processing death, you know, as much as you can, I guess. But, of course. Um just for whatever in my life has, I feel like I've been touched by death. Um, you know, that's, I didn't mean that like more than it was just like, I've had my best friend killed himself. You know, I'm like, I know the oh, friend yeah. died of cancer very young. I didn't yeah. know, you know, just, I had, I just experienced death, you know, just as a young man, um, early, not me. There's probably a worse than me, whatever, blah, 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 man. I had a personal relationship with death early. And, um, and I think because of that, it's sort of got a clarifying effect. But clarity in these kind of seasons when your baby's coming is an, it's just an odd wormhole. That's, that's how I describe it. You know, it's contrast. It's super contrast. It's 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 contrast, and I think I think that's you know it, I think you know I, and I think about that time too when how um, I got into at least writing poetry that led into reading more poetry is like experiencing that contrast, you know, the experiencing the joy and also the sorrow and hardship and all that stuff, right? Um, and and just you know it's it's kind of like somebody had told me like you know a contrast i mean if you think about like you know the those jewelry boxes right and you know um 
it's the 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 the, the backing is is dark or black, right? Mm. It's because yeah. the so that diamond or that that ring will shine even more. Mm. You know, you'll see that in jewelry stores. It's that contrast, and it's just like that. It's just like that with our days and with our life, you know. And and so, and I think like for me, you know, just as you said beautifully, it's like, you know, so I have a toddler, and boy, there's days where it's like sweet and fun, and yeah. you know, we're having a good old day, and there's days where I'm just like. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done being dad. This kid's crazy. Tag. I don't know what to do. Um, you know, and just or 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 not even just with kids, but just like things that are surrounding that, right? That just sort of like add this burden and this this heaviness and weight. But but then I see I see these two beautiful human beings that have their own minds, their own hearts, and their own souls, and and they're they're growing every day. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, these things are. My wife is killing it, killing it as a mom. Women are great. Yeah, man. And I'm sure you feel the same way. And I think that's been like my the fa- that's been the best part. Part of this is to see my wife, you know, just grow as a uh, as a mother and everything. But I, I love watching my wife grow into a, the person that she is. is one of the coolest things. And I know your wife hasn't had a baby yet, but I'm sure you can agree that like watching your person dev- like become a human, like uh, there's something really mad, like enchanting about that. Oh, yeah. you know, watching absolutely. her give birth to my child and just like holding her afterwards and. And just so much. I've just got so much admiration for my wife. I already did, right? I always say putting up with me is like managing a small retail store. You know, like, <laughs> it's like you know, she's like, some, like underpaid. You know, duly words, noted. You know, <laughs> having to pick up people's shifts. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> you should put that on your Facebook profile. On <laughs> um, MySpace, I'm gonna open a MySpace again just yeah, for that. A MySpace. What is MySpace? You don't know what MySpace is? It's like Twitter. I'm kidding. Okay, Come on. Saying, yeah. Come on. I don't know. I know what TikTok is. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Totally kidding. Well, that'd be crazy if you didn't know what Facebook was or MySpace. MySpace. Excuse me. No, I know MySpace because um, I had people tell me that I look like a home dude. Uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, Tom or whatever. Yeah, I was trying to smile like Tom. him just now. <laughs> Tom. That's like. Anyway, sorry. Now it's totally changing back to serious. Yeah, go ahead. We were saying earlier about like, can we make poetry anymore when our references are Hulu and Sony and mm-hmm. like, are, like, what are these references <laughs> to have anymore? Like, what are these references like other than like corporate, g- uh, curated, algorithmically sorted? Uh, happy data <laughs> for you and your children to watch at all ages. Happy data. You, you know, like because like. I was reading, like, uh, I'm re- studying Hieronymus Bosch um, right now. I just bought a book from him uh, about, about him uh, and his paintings. You mentioned grotesque, you know, really grotesque. Yeah. People that I don't know, grotesque, surreal, Renaissance paintings, um, like, the, with all the scenes. There's, like, a bunch of, like, you know, little characters getting, like, eaten by fish and half oh. fish, half people, devils, Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, gargoyles and pools of acid. Also, angels and okay. divine figures coming down and, and saving people. But um, <laughs> I'm going to lose my train of thought thinking about a bosch like fish eating people in acid. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. no, like, that's, that's... That's a Netflix show right there. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be on people the Hulu. Happy data. Ingesting happy data. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That, that we uh, you're, you're alluding that like we can't. Yeah, but, okay, so yeah, so the references he's making are like if you look at a Hieronymus Bosch painting. Thanks so much. Yeah, I should need to get back on track. It's fun thinking about stuff. <laughs> um, Hieron- looking at a Hieronymus Bosch painting, 
you're flooded with references you've got no idea mm-hmm. unless you know the references now as americans we know like jesus and we know devils and demons but like these are not just devils and demons these are like specific references to certain things that people would have known back then mm. and a lot of times like these paintings and especially in the renaissance era and other times in history these are like movies for them right sure oh yeah but like you know then we reference poetry t.s Eliot. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. the wasteland speaking yes. of war like the references in that poem are unending, and if you yeah. don't know literature very well, which a lot of people don't, I don't know all the references. I have to look them up, um, and I have looked them up, and still don't know all of them. Right? There's sure. Unending references, and so, but like now, like today's people are referencing their self-expression, which is good, only that you have so much a story to tell, which is not a great model for what we're talking about. Mm. I think self-expression is good, but I think like a poem is not just self-expression. Right. But it's um it's like imbued imbued meaning and like you're saying things and you're I think I like I like poem my favorite poems well, I want to speak. I want to speak out of one mouth and let the dragon of like truth bite my sentences before I finish them. But like, um, I, I like poems that are sort of response and sort of witty and stuff. However, I do like like uh, William Carlos Williams poems about red wheelbarrows and chickens. You know, I just bought a William Carlos Williams book, and I was actually there's William a William Carlos Williams is a great poet. There's a line actually. It's the 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 like. Um, it's one kind of singular, like a long form poem, but actually where the uh, red bull barrel comes from. Oh, really? Um, but there's a there's a part in it where he talks about uh, um, wasteland. He doesn't say it out. Really? He doesn't say it outright. Cool. Wow. He doesn't say it outright. But what he says is he makes a statement. And he says, uh, if I knew how to say this in Latin, I would. Oh, wow. Um, joking about uh, this, like, hot... Because his whole thing was, like, all yeah. these people are, like, have high language, right? And, yeah. and he wrote this right at the same time T.S. Eliot is writing Waste... Or has just published Wasteland, mm-hmm. which has tons of Latin. Wow, yeah, what a because he's yeah. Because he's right... He, uh, I mean, T.S. Williams at the time was reading... T.S. Um, Huh? T.S. Williams, T.S. Eliot, sorry. Yeah, T.S. Eliot. Him too, him too. At the time, yeah. <laughs> T.S. Eliot at the time is um, coming off of uh, uh, St. John of the Cross, which he read mm. in Latin. And so he's got all this mm. sort of Latin in his mind, and then the yeah. Latin is coming out in Wasteland. And um, yeah, wow. and then William Carlos Williams is kind of thinking like, you know, poetry is a, you know, a thing that needs to be sort of, you know, moving and not this like, you know, a well, I, I think T.S. Eliot thought people were smarter than people. He 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 thought people he thought people were more intelligent and could catch more things like subconsciously. I think than people gave them credit for. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought people were. I think a lot of people, and especially in poetry circles, have a like a low image of like the common man. Mm. And I think, though I'm not great at this for whatever reason, I do want to like. I I think my desire to be appealing to the like the, those who do not like poetry or don't read poetry. You know, I want to be. I don't know why. I'd rather that I, people let like poetry can be very like smoke their own pipe kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's anyone here, but I'm, I'm thinking like I mean I don't know what that means. That's On like occasion. a caricature. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a caricature, and maybe not fair, and maybe it's the wine talking. But sure, um, I think like I do like I like when my when people say 
I don't get poetry. Like those are the people that I'm uh, like, I want them to like get. I want them to read a poem. Well, that's my wife. I think, huh. that's, I think that's why William Cross Williams is saying this, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, He's saying correct. like, if I knew Latin, I would, I would, you know, I would use Latin if I knew it. You know, this idea mm. that like this is the this is the poem. You know, I'm not going to use Latin like T.S. Eliot. But anyway. poems. But I think poems are intentionally. That's what I think. Like with T.S. Eliot, I think what I would ultimately fall on. I say I want to increase. I think humans are intelligent. I think humans are interesting. Yeah. And I think humans are like magic. Just like my son is very, magical. Very hopeful. No, I'm the, kidding. I, I really am, man. <laughs> yeah. I think humans are wicked. Uh, uh, not wicked. Well, they are wicked. But I think they're like uh, – I'm just using like surfer language. Uh, I think they're incredibly <laughs> – They're wicked smart. They're dynamic. The people dynamic, are, yeah. People are like – people are cosmic mm-hmm. entities of like – yeah, swirling dervishes. You know, to quote uh, Will Ferrell from uh, the soccer movie he was <laughs> coaching, kicking guy, and screaming, kicking and screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, references all day. Oh yes, my yes, goodness, would be proud. Um, see, these are our references. Exactly. <laughs> kicking and screaming. Yeah, real quick. There's a. There's a. He references a movie. What do you need? The thing I just gave you, the gift I just the gave you. Oh. There's a he references what, this a thing? And I remember <laughs> the first gift. time I the first time I read it, I was like, "What is?" What I was gonna say we should read a poem that you gave me in this gift. Okay, so because I don't know who Jimmy Rolls is, uh-huh. right? And yeah. I don't know Thomas Attic's new detective novel, right? Like, there's, there's are you a reading a poem right now? There's references in this. No, no. These, so those are the okay. references inside yeah, yeah, yeah. of that poem. So it says Jimmy Rolls, a voice like a canoe being dragged slowly across an abandoned road. Holy shit! You know, there's a great joke in Thomas Attic's new detective novel, Devil's Heaven. Wow, those are crazy lines. You don't <laughs> even have to read. I know who those people are, though. Like, right? Like, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. he's done a great job. He's yes. lifted boulders. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's moved Sisyphus rock over the hill. Like, he's like he has communicated a very small. Like, I don't know. I don't have I don't to know, know who that person is. So you, the next he's done one, the one called uh, Big Irma. Big Irma. I might be too old to cut the mustard, but I can still lick the jar. Jeffrey Bernard put an advert in the in the specter in the spectator veteran alcoholic diabetic amputee requires sympathetic foul language <laughs> he'll be a lucky check if you can get I don't know if you get that yeah foul language <laughs> yeah I really that's a lot of kids listen to the show yeah dear Elvis thank you for carpeting all the ceilings of our hearts bro I can smell <laughs> wow. these poems bro I know dude they're so good dude, these poems are like palpable yeah, wow. so, I, so I feel like, in, like that one where we talked about like the what he said reference to like the town or something or mm-hmm. like the what was the last one you read before the Elvis one Oh, uh, Jeffrey Bernard put an advert in The Spectator. Veteran alcoholic diabetic amputee requires sympathy. Yeah, all word. I I feel like I like that description. The way like the the yeah. the, the character description there and the running on of character of like those like yeah yeah the adjectives yeah just yeah just that for whatever reason I know that per, like I've seen that person eating donuts at a, donut, a little <laughs> coffee shop. You know I don't know like yeah I just that's um. Yeah, I'm glad when, you found that. Read that Elvis line again. Yeah, yeah that's free. Dear great. Elvis, thank you for carpeting all the ceilings of our hearts. Bro, have you been to Graceland? <laughs> no. <laughs> that takes everywhere. Dude, that takes me back to like uh great uh let's see, Christmas in Memphis back in 2008 and we went to Graceland. We saw Yeah, dude, we saw we saw, you know, we visited like the whole like, you know, Elvis's house yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And bro, he's got like it is a bizarre 
bizarre house. Like there, in each room, there's a theme, and I'm not saying like, oh, you know, there's these like color tones or whatever. No, no, no. Full. There's a there's a there's a theme like his living room is like the jungle room and when you said like when when the poet said carpeted like the like ceilings, ceilings and everything dude there was like shag carpet green shag carpet on his ceilings same as the floors with all these like jungle like fake plants and ferns and everything it was wow. his jungle room That's yeah wild. yeah dude and he had thanks a, elvis yeah thanks elvis for carpeting the what ceilings a, of our <laughs> like, thanks, that took elvis. me back there to <laughs> yeah, christmas yeah. i mean those are they're like so funny because you read them and you're like what is this but it's also like incredibly beautiful and visual and 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 like brings you to these places that yeah what's the impulse to mock poetry what do people do people have an aversion to being serious i had a friend who wrote some poetry that was mocking poetry it was I, i'm not gonna i think it was called the big big yellow dog was the title of the poem but it was about a about a dog and he actually got it published in his university that's so uh, great at, at like the university press and well, it, that poem we were, started idea. with the the first episode or, or whatever or like yeah. the second episode or i don't know maybe the first episode the, the imaginary toad's name or whatever mm-hmm. that poem is sort of a mocking of poetry yeah sure because it talks about like high speak and talks about like half poets and yeah being a statistician versus like a, yeah, a yeah, fan yeah. or whatever you know and like those those distinctions with people that are interested in poems and stuff like just like colloquial folk poems that people just kind of mm-hmm. say like mm-hmm. it's almost like almost like idiomatic expressions mm-hmm. that sort of like populating cultures and like folk kind of folk stories and things that, oh yeah we have those all the time yeah uh, there's a I, the um, the artist I was talking about just at the top of the episode top who, of the who was uncomfortable writing but is comfortable drawing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top of the episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. The beginning. Um, part of it, so a lot of her art comes from uh, journals and other people's writings. So mm. it's interesting that she doesn't write herself. Mm. She sort of reads other people's journals and finds and then draws inspiration from those things. Wow, cool. Um, usually classic journals, like her kind of the, uh, one of the works that she... Um, anyways, uh, one of the things she's selling right now, I think was, or she's putting out right now is from a, like a journal from the thirties. She's done one from the you know forties. I mean, anyway, but, um, like a nature journal, like a science kind of journal, like a, Oh no, no. Just like people's, people's writing, people's personal journals. Okay. Yes. Yeah, found it on antique stores or whatever, or, you know, okay. and, um, estate sales and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um, but there's this phrase that continues to come up around anyway, it, and it is um, no matter how homely, there's no face like your own. No matter how homely, there's no home like no place like yeah, your own. yeah. That's good. And so, but what's so weird is like I've never never heard this before, but it's it was common. Like people were writing it on yearbooks, people were writing it on photographs, people are writing it. So that's it's like funny, some yeah. kind of. My grandpa has a story from whenever our family was from like that side of my family was from Alabama. Yeah. Apparently there was like this expression that like the chapels are nice folk, but they sure are homely or something like that. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, so there's this like that sense mm-hmm. that there's some kind of like, there is a poem there. I mean, it even has meter yeah. to it. Like it has yeah, a yeah, certain right. feel to it. It's sure. it sort of a poem, music, but like, it's not a written poem. It's not by a poet. It's not like you can't. I, I looked it up online because I was like, that sounds like a poem. I wonder where it's coming from. It has a kind of music. Like and it's, it, yeah, nothing Timeless. from nowhere. You know? Nothing from nowhere. Yeah. Nothing from nowhere. <laughs> Thanks, Elvis. <laughs> Thanks. Elvis. Well, that reminds me of a line from a uh, from a book that I'm, I'm I've read before. I'm reading again, but it's like this excerpt of like different authors, like their favorite lines from books and poems and stuff. And it was how it was from a poem, and how high the how high the candle lights the dark, or how high the or what's the highest the candle lights the dark. The idea of like 
um, it's sort of like an imagination play or like mm. it's about God. I think it's about like religion, but how sure. high the highest candle lights the dark. But like essentially like the candle doesn't reach, doesn't complete the dark, but it does like reach. It's a kind of got a, mm. there's a point of dissipation yeah. of the candle. You know, right, it's like right, right. a ceiling to the light, but um, I don't know Interesting. why. Oh, no, right. I just think it's, poetry is a part of our lives. It's a part of everything that we do, the way that we speak, the way that we yeah. Really well, I think I think like the way you just say that's because like it's like, I think there are these like you said nothing from no one but like, the candle that lights the dark. There are all these little candles. Like I think that's what humanity is. Like you said, like this is like a natural like an impulse and like mm. associating it to like childbirth and like yeah. creating. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, it's like it's like someone said like if the earth was like an organism, earth peoples, you know, like earth makes people or whatever. And, like I think people like. Um, we talked about earlier, like your mind had to create these psychological things to like kind of keep up with like the emotions that you were, the sublime for sure experiencing reality and, and it's mm-hmm. all of its full f- fullness. Your mind had to kind of find ways to navigate and, tra- yeah, and tra- uh, you know, tra- uh, uh, trans- you know, kind of, uh, what's the word? Transcend. Trans- transcend is a good word. We'll use transcend. Well, <laughs> I was going to say another word, but I can't think of it. But That's transcend, all right. Transcend works. Transgress. Trans. Tra- what's the word? Uh, transition. <laughs> Tran- Tra- transmission. Transverse. Transverse. Is that the I think word you're looking for? Transverse is what I was looking for. Okay. I, was, I think so. I think I was looking for Transylvania. Traverse. Traverse. Not transverse. Traverse. Transverse. Traverse. Trevor. Trevor. Transverse is like gotcha. a trans universe of like a, <laughs> a comic book. Metaverse. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, um, yeah. So traverse. Yeah, you you needed, but so like this is the story of like humanity though. Is we had our struggle of the bigger brain and everything is. Mm. Of course, we have many stories as humanity, but sure. one of the struggles that we are cursed with is this like ability to perceive all this pain and yeah. trial and tragedy. And, and I think as as oracles of something else or some other world or some other reality or the other reality on top of this reality or the the hope or longing for other realities or, you know, to transcend this one and mm-hmm. into another one or something. Yeah. Um, whatever your spiritual bent is, there's something to that. I think, I think that is a story of like psychologically, we have to come up with these ideas. And I think, I think that's the, util- I think we always talk about the utility, but I always talk about the, I think people, if they understood maybe the utility of poetry and, um, that kind of like fighting against the passive ingestion of content sure, and finding yeah. time to sit with things and think. Yeah. You know, I just think that's, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our, our culture, we're very, um, it, it's like, not that poetry can't be this way, of course, but we're just very transactional, right? Like, okay, uh, I'm reading this thing from, and I'm going to come from point A and going to point B, and I'm going to use like logic and reason, or or I'm just going to skim through once and comprehend it and, and get the thing, get the information, right? You know, and I, and I think that was probably like my issue with like reading, you know, that when Homegirl gave me that, you know, you know anthology of mm-hmm. poetry, it's just like, what? I don't, I don't get this. This doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, because my my wife, um, I've been driving her nuts. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, so sorry, sorry, she's probably gonna hear this. Um, I haven't been driving her nuts. At first, I was, because she never liked like poetry. 
she's like, I, I don't get it. And so, you know, I still, and really guys, like compared to you guys, like I still feel like I'm a beginner. <laughs> and I think it's probably a good thing. No, seriously, like when it comes to like this world, but I've just like, man, I love it so much. And, and that's why I've been like, when I, all the things I've been giving you, it's different, you know, different like uh, devices and poetic forms. I've been learning a lot about that. And that's another conversation too, of like the uses, because you were talking about utility, talking about the use of poetic forms and everything like that. And, and, and anyways, and, and so like, as I'm diving all to like, you know, learning about a, like a, a villanelle, a ballad and, um, and all those things, um, I'm trying to like explain this to to my wife. Like, okay, well, hey, so this is this is a ballad, right? You've heard of a ballad, and it's not like you know some um, you know um, Celine Dion song from the '90s. It's uh, <laughs> well, it is, but um, it, it's, it's it's more, but it's more it's more than that. And, and I'll show you, right? It, it's kind of like you know, um, I mean, it's like you know, enjoying a, a cigar. You know, you gotta learn how to. You know, you, somebody's gotta show you how to enjoy. To do it, yeah. There's a way to do it for you to enjoy. It right or or whatever it may be or to listen to particular music, um, yeah. you know it's the same thing. And so I've been trying to like, hey, so this is how I wrote it out. Um, this is what um, this is what's explicit, and this is what I'm implying. Do you see that? Do you see that here? She's just yeah. like, oh, yeah. And then now it's like, and you know, not that she would just like close her ears at first and be like, la 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 la. Yeah, no, but like, but now she's just like, wow, this is this is beautiful. Right, yeah. and and I think um, I, I you know it's just I, I I think it's worth like just like anything else if you just learn how to enjoy it, yeah. you'll really get, you'll you'll really get you know you'll you'll get a lot from it, right? Yeah, it's like what you give is what you get, but I think sure uh, I think it's cool that you you, you I, so it's funny I. So I do. My brother just started drawing. He's never drawn before. He's yeah, just a new thing, brand new. He's never been an artist. Never. He's not even. Cre- How many brothers do you have? You have, I have one. I have two brothers. Oh. One older, one younger. Gotcha. Much younger. You're than middle. Just a little older. I'm. Uh, well, I have two little sisters. Oh, you have two little sisters. I'm one of five. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, fun family. Dang. Um, but my older brother, we're very different in almost every way. Um, but he, and, and not in a bad way. We love each other. We talk all the time. But we're very different. And sure. he just started drawing. Has become obsessed with it. Draws every day. Yeah. He's been sending me just like kind of similar to what your fervor that you have to put. Yeah. He's been just uh, he's bugging me, you. He sends me no, no, it's <laughs> right. no, 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 just bugging you. It's my, it's my like, oh god. Joy. It's my deepest joy, man. I mean, like yeah. when I started happening, because like my my life, I exist to help facilitate and to sure to do. This is what I was why I was say. I mean, it's where my I put my money where my I want to put my life where my mouth is. You know, like that's not my. I don't have any money to put my life where my where, mouth is. Uh, where, where are you gonna put where your mouth is? I'm gonna <laughs> put my mouth on you. No, I'm putting my mouth somewhere. No, uh, no, I think uh, no, but like uh, <laughs> no, but like he started showing me these drawings and his questions are always different than the questions. He's always mm. like, "What do you use for shading?" And I was like, "Jake, I don't use anything specific for shading." You can find a YouTube video that'll tell you <laughs> this is what's great for yeah. shading or whatever. But I'm like, just do what feels, just feel it out. And like, it's fun like, like that you've been like, because I don't know everything about like all the the meter and everything. I, I sure. only do poems that are like free form, like yeah, free verse, fit their own universe. Sure, like, I, yeah, I, they're all like sometimes they'll rhyme, so they'll rhyme this line, they won't rhyme that line, you know, whatever it forms whatever. from another dimension. I use like phonetic, like feeling of us, like yeah, each 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 poem has like its own like hip and rhythm, like its own jot and like yeah, uh, I like, can tell trot. You know, it's very courageous of you. Well, you know, I I didn't grow up reading poetry. I found poetry in college, and just very quickly realized, you know, mm. what a poem could be. And like how, um, 
Well, yeah, I think I think like my paintings or whatever, like you know, I I, I wasn't tr- classically trained how to paint. I just sort of started doing it, sort of intuitively, like just participating, practicing. Sure. I, I lack the bone in my body. I think I'm like reverse. I'm pretty neurotic, but I do have like a a sort of confidence about me that is sure. odd for someone that's creative. I think. Sure. I think it might be brain trauma um, from <laughs> football and like other gotcha. traumatic incidents in my gotcha. life. Gotcha. Or I'm just this person, but I think I am. That's sure. Something truth. There's some truth to that idea, but. Um, so maybe the confidence, right? Because yeah. I'm a confident, gregarious person, I, but I'm. But I, I wish I wasn't, kind of thing, you know. Like, oh, t- I wear glasses. I wish I, I was. wearing glasses in high school because I wanted to look less like. <laughs> I have good shoulder. Like I have like I'm. Con- I, I, like, oh. I have like a muscular. Per- like my uncle was muscular. And so you I'm got broad I'm, shoulders, man. Well, but like, like I didn't want to be who I was for like half of my life. Really? So a lot of my life was about like becoming someone different and like mm. art, which is funny. What art is is about the is about like the breakdown of ego and the like um, creating something to pass down, something immortalizing yourself. Yeah, something that, but it's also the breakdown of yourself because you cannot immortalize an imperfect image of yourself. Right, right, right. So you have to mm. deal with your ego or put out shitty art. Um, yeah. You know, or, you know, but then it's also the you know, but it's a, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of things to say about I don't even know what we were originally thought it was. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, help me. Patrick, help me. Um, yeah, I think hot the, take, I hot take, hot take. So I think where we were coming from was we're talking, uh, about, a lot of things. talking about the form your brother drawing. Oh, the brother draw. Yeah, we just got lost on a tangent. Sorry, I'm whatever. I don't care. Um, oh, Patrick's our raft. Thank you. Patrick is our raft. <laughs> but I think like I think like I don't think about I don't think. You need to think about like meat or anything like that. Sure, you can for it to be a good poem. I don't think it's like. Yeah. In fact, I so like the next conversation we have, like where you tell me like about the thing, I'm like, what? I'd be like, yeah, just make your own poem. Like, yeah, beat yeah. the meter. Like, beat like I like I would I would encourage. beat the meter. Like, yeah, I think I, I don't know. It. Like, you're more creative than the rules some high speaking English folk. Sure. Made of, you know, pull. yes. However, but it's okay it's to use. But it's also like, but also my same. I have the same impulse. It's like it's fine to use that. No, I get it. You're it's saying like, I'm a scary, scaredy cat. That's no, what you're saying. No, 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 no. I get. It. No, ah, you're saying I'm scared. My brother well, obsesses. Here's, here, here's the example. My brother obsesses over lead. Obsesses mm. over the kind of lead he's using, the pencil holder. He mm. switches constantly, changing. I just got this new pen. I got this new pencil. I got this pen that does this, and I got this pen. It's kind of like this, and it does. It kind of moves a little more when I, but it also widens. More. Like he's got all these. Like he's talking about things that I've never even like considered. Put conscious thought in. Sure. Like if I use a pen, it's like oh, it's doing this today, and then I use it. Like I don't like. You know, I just start using what I have, and obviously I've got things that I know how to use and like that I like to use and like reference. Like I'm a good drawer, you know, like I yeah. have pencils and stuff that I use, yeah. and I know how to use them or whatever. But sure. I've, ne- I've never thought about it like he's thought about it, um, mm. which is really fascinating because it's a totally different process. For yeah, me. his drawings are different. They're it's like, kind of the reverse, I guess. Bro, it's weird, and so I think it's. I, so I wouldn't tell you not to use. No, no, I get, it. I get. It's it. a great. It's like a, the proper restraints give the most freedom. Like, so yeah, and most free in water. Right, right, right. So and and you know it's funny about this because like yeah. I'm obsessive with like the poetic form just so like I want to learn about it, but also yeah. there is a part of me that I am scared. Uh, to be, I, I found that out when I was trying to do my first like free verse mm-hmm. uh, poem. I think I sent to you, and and I wanted to be about a subject that was like 
you know, sort of, I mean, it's not super difficult these days, you know, because I talked through it, but like, I, wa I wanted to write a, a poem about my own abuse and everything like that, you know, something that was difficult, because it just got, sort of matched with like, the free verse, because there's no rails, or anything like that, of, of, right, no of a form, no no restraints, but Your for me, rails. you say restraints, I say rails, yeah. because they were like, those those rails of like a ballad, or a villanelle, or whatever, were, mm -hmm. were helping me, mm -hmm. but this is just like, okay, blank page, Chase, go and it's just like oh wow that's but you know what it's good and i should do it more so yeah I also, that. I also think that there's like some kind of value to that like sure. kind of because i don't know not not everyone is is you know is gonna run at things like will but I think there's something about. I mean, I know that whenever I try to, this is a yeah, how do you do common it? thing. Like when I tried to teach people to play guitar, I was a mm -hmm. terrible guitar player, <laughs> because or terrible guitar teacher, because I was like, oh, all you do is play like three simple chords, and you can learn every song, <laughs> and they're like. Uh, You're like playing Stairway to Heaven like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, I'm not that good. You know, <laughs> but, I was, you know but I realized <laughs> that like, like for example, this guy was like, oh, I want to play guitar. And I want to. He had this song that um, was like a Justin Timberlake song. He's like, oh. I really, really want to play this song. Yeah, JT. Like, don't play Justin. <laughs> <laughs> no. JT. Like, okay, come on. Okay, that's fine. I get it. And so I was like, really, I don't think you need to worry about it. You just need to learn like three or four chords, and then you'll be fine for like at least a few years. You know? <laughs> and then um, I love that. Hold you off for a few years. And you know. He was like, he was like, okay, well, this is my ultimate goal. So I said, all right, that's fine. So then that night, I went and I learned it. And it was really like within the same three or four chords that I'd given him already. Yeah. And so then the next day I was like, we can learn this song, you know, <laughs> but he was not even ready for it. Right. He sure. Was, so there's a part of it that's like the rails are actually really helpful. Like he did for sure. know those four chords and play for a while before he could ever get to that Justin Timberlake song. Yeah. I didn't think it was that hard because I, I knew how to do it. And so much, so much of that is kind of intuitive, you yeah. know, like when my brother point. will ask me questions, he's like, how did you do X? You know, like specifically with songs or with, with words, right? Like yeah. when my brother was writing these songs mm. about uh, his son, we mentioned that earlier. That's he, right. He kept having these, he's like, I just don't like this phrase. And I said, well, it's because it's too deductive. And he was like, well, what does that mean? And how do I change that? And I said, honestly, mm. I don't know. I just know it. Like there's an, in, it, yeah, like, there's an intuitive sense that like. I know how to do X. Like I could probably get where you're going. Like I sure, but I don't know how to. And, and some of that is because well, as you learn those things, you start internalizing them. Mm -hmm. You know, you start to say, like you start to um, also develop style and right taste. exactly and style. For sure, and taste, I you like start that. To, like connect yeah. to certain things. Yeah. You know, uh, like I remember in, in high in high school, I would write these. Um, there's a speaking of these like old forms. There's a guy named John Dunn. <laughs> yeah, uh, John Dunn was an right. English poet. He yeah, wrote yeah, yeah. This series of death poems, mm -hmm. really, really beautiful. But my English teacher, the smoker named Dave Rendell, who was super cool. Smoker. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very important for us to know as a smoker because well, he did it every every class period, every, <laughs> like in, in between class periods. You smoked in between class periods. <laughs> yeah. How Dude. old were you? Uh, no, I didn't. No, no. How old was he? Like, how old were you when this I was, was happening? I was in high school. So okay, that's what I mean. Yeah, was in high school. 18, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious, man. Um, but Dave, Dave was <laughs> Dave was so cool. I thought Dave was like. Do you remember the smell? Um, no. Was he good at hiding the smell? That's, that's Maybe a, I don't. know. I feel like I would have remembered the smell of that person. No, I just remembered his his sort of like demeanor. He is tall and lank, like super like lanky, mm. and uh, he sort of looked like. Um, He's he sort of looked like uh, John Lennon. 
Like honestly, like a blonde, <laughs> wow. like blonde John Lennon without circle glasses. Blonde Lennon, fantastic. Like, Dave's on the band name. Um, <laughs> blonde Lennon, um, and he had like Clash posters hanging in his wall. He was like, cool. he was a super cool serious? dude. And he, was, awesome. and he was like working on a novel and would always tell me about going to the shooting range because he was trying to figure out how to shoot guns. Well, this guy novel. sounds odd. He's is he alive? Do so, you I, think he is? Um, he's but probably I'm like vapes now. He's alive, but yeah. How do you know he's alive still? Uh, you're not connected. Do you look them up or something? I don't know, like a few years back or something. I don't remember. He, he worked, ran into I mean, he still worked at high school. <laughs> at the high school. At the, at the, at the gun range. Um, but anyway, I used to, his, his favorite poet when he, so he was originally like, I don't remember. This is kind of a funny story. He told me I'm going to, he's not going to listen to this podcast, so it won't matter. But I think how it went was like he was a math. He was going to school for math and he was like three years into his degree for math or he was maybe in a master's. I forget. Huh. But he was like far along in his uh, university career for math. And then he meets this girl, falls in love, and become and starts and becomes a literature, uh, and like uh, uh, he changes his major to like English and starts reading all, for, all these like love poems all and for all this a girl. crazy stuff. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But he fell in love with John Donne and these sort of mm. like uh, he wrote a lot of these sort of love sonnets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so back to the the story, right? So right. in that class, Dave is Dave Rendell is kind of talking about these forms. Um, I started like doing it to the, to the T. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to write these kinds of poems and this is what it, you know, means. Mm. And, um, at one point I, I mean, Dave Rendell and I had kind of become friends because he was cool and I, I really liked him. I was cool. Uh, I, no, I <laughs> he was cool. I was cool. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty weird. I was like a, a weird shy same, kid. Same thing. <laughs> cool. But, and writing John Dunn poems. So I started writing my teacher, these John Donne style sonnets. That's awesome. Um, I write, I was writing them for him, not for, not for like class, not yeah. assignments. Yeah, I was nice. just like, Hey, look, this is cool. And I'd write these and he would give yeah. me extra credit for them. And wow. so I just started writing these poems, but part of it was like learning the form. I wasn't right. super into it, but I liked the, the idea, like the turns that he was doing, the yeah. sort of phrasings that he was doing. They felt a lot like songs, you know? Yeah, and, of course. So there's this sense. I actually just recently found a book of poems that I wrote for class um, when I was like 15, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of it that the teacher wrote on the front. She was like, these are really good original poems. But I think part of it is because I was doing all this stuff. I was like listening to songs and I was writing lyrics and I was sure in these classes that I was trying to write and I was trying to emulate these people or like learn and just hearing things. You know, I wasn't really like studying and learning. I was just kind of hearing and ingesting and taking in all these different things. And yeah. but eventually like what happens is those things kind of become second nature and you yeah, start to of course. hear it and you start to, and that's why I say these forms are good. Like maybe you can just start, start with a blank plate, start with a blank page, you know, well, it's just like, anything. But, it's a muscle to flex. It's a muscle to flex. Like your wife didn't understand it at all. And like, you didn't understand it at all. Right. There is, there's, there's windows, there's open opportunities. Like they, there's, so it took you, it took you um, like this to this emotional place, mm -hmm. spiritual place to understand and get poetry. Yeah. And now you're obsessed with, now you're obsessed with it. Like the like bells click your wife, you had to explain it to her, but now she's like, Oh, I get that. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, that's really neat. It's like, she, like, Oh no, I get, it's like a muscle you have to flex. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, 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 yeah. And so, if, yeah. Yeah. I, I so saying that to encourage you. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Don't always look yeah. at a blank page. If, it, if you're <laughs> comfortable with a blank page right now, that's okay. No. So like, if anything, like it's, it's sort of. 
I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I, I was thinking about like uh, counseling, like being in a counseling room, right? So before, like you get into a you know counselor's office, right? You have all these emotions and feelings that are just like tangled up, and and you just you know thoughts, mm -hmm. and you just don't know what, right? And it's but it's in you, and you got to do something with it. Right. And then so when you're in counseling or you're talking to somebody about it, you're you're you know they're helping you process it and untangle it and everything like that. And I, I feel like in a way like these forums kind of help me do that, right? They they give me like that safe place mm -hmm. to to help me like articulate like an idea or or something that you know I really want to express and then you know there should be at least with you know my understanding of like you know healthy counseling is like there should be like an end goal sort of thing right or, or you know at some point like you know get to a healthy place yeah. and I felt like with that you know going to free verse at some point it's just like I felt more confident um, having some 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 like rhythmic and musical and yeah, you know, and 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 poetic devices to to help me through in some nuanced way, um, without being you know restrained you know constrained to like a form right, but but still have that you know that freedom to express what I really wanted to express. Yeah. So I, I think that's a really key insight. Yeah, you know, I just yeah. I want to encourage that. I think it's a really I think it's a really wonderful insight because I do think that the rails are important. You know, I mean, I think about how like. Maybe you don't know what you want to say, right. but rhyme helps you narrow down the word choice. Sure. And then you can you say, oh, you know what? That's the word I want. Yeah. Maybe it may be because it's right, and that rhyme is the only word you can use. Right, right, right. But there's a there's a sense that an economy of words. You have to yeah, have some. Rest I think I think restraint that, is real. I think yeah. that's good that you have that. Sorry, not to cut you off. No, no, no. Go for but it. I think like I think like I said earlier, the proper restraints are freedom. Yes. I think that is true. Yeah. I think that like. We've oh, freedom is an illusion. I think we're bound by. I think the, the the restraint of the darkness with the ring on top and that contrast yeah. is a restriction of sorts. Ah. Instead of making the whole thing shiny and golden, yeah. you make you make a choice to make it black so that the shiny and golden shine. Yeah, which mm. is sort of a, it's a it's an asymmetrical relationship, you know, of equality. You know, if if all things are equal, Nothing's the box, the black box, does not deserve to be. You know, having taken this, you know, it's like it should be the most important. You know, it's like sure. it's, odd, it's an odd way to think about it in that way. But, um, it, it, you know, this learning of the contrast, learning of restraints, it te it's a teacher. It's a yeah, teacher. It's it a is. Te a teacher. It is the teacher. It's the mm -hmm. it's the teacher, and it's okay to like. I, I don't think I don't like I, I don't ever like talk down about anyone's like style or like, my brother. Like I don't want to discourage. My, I don't want to because I'm Will or whatever. I'm me. My brother's like talking to me about shading and stuff. I have to come up with answers. So I'm not gonna tell him whatever, Jake. That's dumb. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm over the moon that he's drawing. Yeah. My brother's drawing and sharing his drawings with me because I've drawn since I was a little kid. You know, like, and he's never. He's always played video games, and I was outside eating bugs, and he was inside playing video games like early right. Pokemon, and I was <laughs> catching lizards. You know, which different sure. characters. You know. Yeah. And so to have this bridge, I was like, why would I like? And it's a moment of like clarity through. The art, which I think is a practicing of death in some ways, release, mm. um, you know, it's sort of the release mm. fin final. Because when, yeah. when you immortalize something, yeah. you die. Right. Right. So, like, when we're making art, you sort of, it's sort of the, yeah. uh, it's the end of you is the beginning of your art. 
because it has to leave your hands and, you know, it has to leave you. Um, so or maybe in, in the going through the process of that, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just thinking like the process of it, there's got to be some sort of like dying in some sort of way, right? Well, I think good art, I mean, <laughs> I think some people don't die. Some people want to, people want to do, like, oh. they, I think some people, I mean, I'm being mean, but um, <laughs> I'm, be, I'm, I'm someone's some poetry. Be brutal, be well, cruel. Poetry's witty. You can be brutal with poetry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously, I love everyone, but. Yeah, Elvis. Uh, we have to, we have to go right now. Where we, we go? May have to leave. Uh, we read a poem before we leave. We can, if that's okay. But I'm sorry to cut it up. Can we? Can you come back? Yeah, I would love to come back next um, month. It's poetry month next month, isn't it? Is it? Or is it art contemporary art? Oh, uh, it's contemporary art month. Oh, is it March? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to come back? I would love to come back. Well, we, we can do part two. We can part call two. Poetry contemporary art. Yeah, that's fair. And and yeah. I'll read. And I'll read. We'll all read together. It's gonna be great. I would also, love. I can insert your poems into this. Okay. Easily. Perfect. Yeah. But also, yes. I know we, we have, have to go, but no, I have okay. some gifts. No, okay. I have some gifts for you guys. I don't know if you'll like it. Uh, part of my uh, poetry, like, it's an excuse for me to use my pencils. It's so I got you guys some Whoa. of my Blackwing pencils. Wow. Here, you can have the box. I didn't have another box, to, yeah. but I wrapped it up for you, Patrick. Whoa, I'm so blown away. Dude, man. Yeah. So, yeah, wow, it's I'm a set cry. of black wings. Wow, man. Some of the best, boys. Some of the best. Wow, yeah. Wow, that is so... I was Different actually grades just, and everything, yeah. This is such a gift, man. I'm so yeah, man. moved. Just for having me oh, on. I'm start crying, man. No, you, don't... You've well, got to come okay. back. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I can give you more black wings, but that's okay. That's okay. I love it. I'm yeah, so, man. I'm so touched, man. Yeah. Thank you, can, you so much. Of course. Yeah. You were nervous about coming on here, and I, I, I was. It's so much. People say that, and I guess I, I get know, that because. I know. But the thing is, it's just us in this. Yeah. Room. yeah we're just chilling. Yeah, we're just chilling. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just a bunch of toads. I love. Just a bunch of toads. <laughs> I love. Just a bunch of toads. More than po- I love podcasts because it's immediate, but it's also attention. Right. It's immediacy, so we don't have to think about posting and like deleting that. Like obviously I have to edit it and stuff and I'll take some stuff <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, especially what home dude over here said and everything. Crazy things Patrick said about Seriously, like, goodness. taking off his clothes and running around the church on fire. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, y'all missed that. Uh, well, no, we're gonna edit it out. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but I don't edit it that much. But like I'm but the but the point of like someone like listening and like we're like in their ears right now, you yeah. know, or in their in their living room on their Roku. Yeah. Like like we're in their heads. We're beating the system, you know. I think because we're the campfire is back, you know, like the, that's right. The that's intimacy right. And the chewing on ideas with people, the intimacy. That's right. So, but anyways, I, you were a participant of the Inktober that I did. I did. And I didn't realize it till Dude. the end because I didn't check the hashtag properly. I know. I checked the wrong hashtag. I was like, I was just, I, I, was, I just assumed no one was doing it. I know. I, just, I was so, and I was, but when I realized you were doing it, I was like, <gasps> there's I know. a reason I'm doing this. I was like, like really, no, like, <laughs> no big real. deal. It was like, it was like the pamphlet here that, that you just gave me from this guy that was so just making art for nobody. Oh, like, um, it was like, oh, I'm making art for for you and I always say this thing and I've always said this thing is what I started writing originally yeah. for myself and instead of just journaling the movement sure. from writing yeah. from just myself to other people was a pastor friend of mine Cal Burkholder one of my favorite mm. people in the whole world said um, you know even if just one person finds value from what you're making yeah. it's worth it absolutely he, said he wrote this devotional he sold like 30 copies or something like that I don't, it wasn't that he didn't he was under sure. underperforming i think maybe he was being modest maybe he did better than he, th- he was letting on but sure 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 someone posted on their instagram having breakfast or something and their his book was they didn't tag him or anything he just saw it, it was part of his congregation his little book was part of their like favorite part of my day mm. he was like that's it that's yeah. all i care about yeah i was there on someone's morning in allowing them, you know, helping them, fostering, being a part of their journey and their process and stuff. So, like, your poetry has moved me. Your poetry will move others when we put it out. I'm not sure if I'm going to put 
I've got a couple. I've got so many po- people send me so many poems. For sure. Um, so, Good. Such a great, beautiful season. That's awesome, so man. Your poetry no. is moving people right now because this is like time is not linear. Like the for sure. This podcast maybe more than once and into the future, and then someone will hear your poems first, maybe you know, because maybe I'll put those out first, you know, or something. For sure. Knows, for sure. But uh, dude, magic. Yeah, and thanks for the Inktober thing, man, because, like, that was, like, therapy for me because I hadn't drawn in years, and I used to love it, right? And that was my way uh, before poetry of, like, expressing myself. And and, yeah. and so, like, this is sort of – this poetry is sort of an extension of that, right, of just, like, okay, I'm going to – the next challenge is for me to do this poetry. All things sacred. Dead gummit. So. Well, I think, I think learning how to draw teaches you how to write a poem and learning how to paint teaches you how to draw better. And yeah. I think earlier we said – she said she couldn't write every day. This last thing – I just want to forget mm. this thought. She said she couldn't write every day. I think writing is surgical. And then, and then like, paintings, I've always said, is therapeutic. It's like therapy, you know, mm. very, uh, like, cathartic. And mm-hmm. it's very freedom, for me at least. But, like, I think poetry is sort of in between mm-hmm. where it's therapeutic and it is surgery. It's not quite surgery, though. It's like a deep tissue massage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poetry is a deep tissue massage. That's a good way yeah. to describe it. Yeah. yeah. I thought of that earlier. I wanted to say it before we left. Patrick, any closing thoughts? No, man. I'm super, I'm super happy that you're here. Thank you. I mean, Shucks. it's going to be a great season. Shucks. More people are coming. I'm thinking. More people are coming on and more people are sharing their poems. We started a little community. Yeah. And this, you're just, you're like, you, you sent me poems and I was like, I've got to ask more people for poems. I Come on. I was like, we have more people. There's all people that are like, just hey, people that don't write poems, that hey. don't write poems, quote unquote. Yeah. Don't write poems, don't read poems. Yeah. Are sending me poems. Hey, hey, if you post it, they will come. Yeah. Mm, that That's, is deep, dude. <laughs> Thank you. I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> I wrote this it. is episode brought to you by Hulu. And <laughs> <laughs> <In> Amazon. <laughs> Great. Awesome.